Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Jurassic Views, Ottawa's Raptors podcast, Bryce Diamond post-game against the Denver Nuggets. Well, after a 1-4 road trip, losing three in a row to Western Conference teams, Denver and then La La Land twice, the Raptors come back to Toronto, they get three days off, and they face one of those teams that they played on the Western trip, the Denver Nuggets. Best in the West, but have been struggling of late. When they lost to the Toronto Raptors, they lost, sorry, when they beat the Toronto Raptors in that controversial final minute in Mile High, the Denver Nuggets ended up losing three in a row after that, including on Sunday to the Brooklyn Nets, which would have been a game that we would have liked the Nets to have lost if we want any mathematical chance to catch them in the sixth spot. But that's besides the point. The Raptors needed a win. Going one and four in their last five was not the way we wanted things to go. However, the Raptors are 20 and 13 at home entering this game. They had won, I believe, five in a row at home, although it could be six. I'll have to check that. But we were playing a Denver team who had to be hungry to win, knowing that they'd lost three in a row, uh, and just wanting to finish out, uh, certainly mathematically, the chances of Memphis or even Sacramento, I guess, of catching them for first place in in the West. This is a team that has played awfully good at home. Uh, They've been, you know, 30 and 7 this season at home. They entered the game against the Raps 15 um, and, sorry, 16 and 16. So, an okay road road record, but when you think about the best teams in the league, they are very strong at, at playing games on the road. So here we were, Denver, Toronto, two teams it feels like have gone in two very different directions, but both very much wanting victories. And the Raptors came out, Not just hot, but the Raptors came out historically good. Uh, They dropped 49 points in the first quarter. 49 points in the first quarter. Even the bench had a good start to this game. Uh, Denver did score 30, so it's not like (laughs) they, they played horrifically on the offensive end, but defensively, Toronto had it going. 
And when you look at, you know, the, the play by play, it happens real quick. Um, you know, kind of midway through the third quarter, but the uh, nine minute mark, the wraps start going on a run. They go on a nine Oh run. Um, and Denver calls a timeout to kind of get things settled. And then the wraps go on another run to get them up uh, 30 to 17 with about 4.30 to go, and they just keep punishing them. Uh, again, the bench was was key to this. Fred Van Vliet leading that bench. Chris Boucher had a couple alley-oops, uh, but Fred Van Vliet was really the engine. And we've talked about how bad the bench has been in recent games, especially on that West Coast or Western trip. And, you know, Gary just fell through the floor uh, in both LA games, don't know what was going on in LA, but he, he started well with Chris Boucher and that's important. Still haven't been able to get precious Achua going, uh, certainly not offensively. And, and that hurts. But by the time the third quarter ended, as I said, the Raptors scored a franchise high 49 points in a quarter. And the score was 49 30 at the break. Um, Denver would find a way back into this game. And mostly they would find their way back into this game um, by Nikola Jokic having to force his own offense. We know how much he likes to move the ball. He likes to set up his teammates. He likes to get his teammates rolling. But with Jamal Murray struggling and early on uh, the bench not being particularly not being particularly effective in that first quarter, uh, Jokic had to be more aggressive, and they let him do that. He had seven assists on the game, eight rebounds. Uh, this is from a guy who almost averages a triple-double. Um, Jamal Murray had nine assists, but he only had 14 points in the game, five for 18 on the game. Uh, apparently, he had uh, some nagging stuff. Uh, you might see him sit in the next week. Uh, he was one of eight from downtown. So this was a grind game for Jamal Murray. Jokic had 28 points um, and was only a minus eight, uh, whereas Jamal Murray was a minus 20. So he really struggled. Um, and this Denver team did win the second quarter, 26-23. Wasn't pretty. Um, but what was pretty was OG Ananobi for the Toronto Raptors with a putback jam. Uh, where I, I don't think I've ever seen OG get that high. Like he was one step away from heaven. Um, like there was a stairway to heaven as he went up. And it seemed like his eyes were above the rim when he first caught the ball. And as he was coming down, threw it home with authority. And Matt Devlin uh, was as surprised as anybody on the broadcast. Incredible putback jam. If he didn't get a chance to see it, um, you know, check check out the highlights and and just see OG get one step away from heaven on this putback jam. Incredible from OG Ananobi. The Denver Nuggets three point shooting was also quite poor. This is a good three point shooting team with Murray, KCP, Michael Porter Jr., um, and others. And so to to see them struggle in general. 
but then to do that from from downtown, in fact, their bench didn't hit one three. Even Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff, can pop a three or two each game. And he was over two. They were six of 25, 24% from downtown. So the, the Raps got uh, a good night <laughs> to play Denver if they can't really buy a three. Uh, were for the Raps, they were 12 of 30, and their bench didn't uh, hit one three. Gary Trent Jr. had 11 points, but he was 0 for 3 from downtown. Fred Van Vliet, on the other hand, elite Van Vliet, was 8 of 12 from behind the arc um, for 36 points on the game. He was excellent in this one, and we needed him for four quarters, and he showed up, played 38 minutes, uh, only uh, had uh, seven assists. I mean, he had been racking up the assists in the double digits for the for the last little while, um, but he just had that shot rolling, and they went to him. Everyone's uh, actually passing for the Toronto Raptors was very good, and although they uh, only led by sixteen at the half, um, you know they were moving the ball. Now, a lull happened in this game. Um, a drought happened in this game. Third quarter, Denver gets back into it, as you expect good teams to do, especially good teams that want to win after losing three in a row. And they get the um, the Toronto Raptors get up by 24 in the third quarter, eight and a half minutes to go. And over the next six and a half minutes, Denver gets the lead down to five. A 26-7 run to make it interesting. Scotty Barnes would have a great finish at the end of the third quarter to make it 98-90, to 90, and Denver would get a bucket um, to, again, keep them within arm's length. And then the fourth quarter wasn't much different from the bench. The bench, after having a great first quarter, really collapsed. And, and Gary Trent Jr., who was rock solid in that first half, had nine points off the bench, went cold. Just a, two points off the bench for him. But again, luckily, Fred Van Vliet was there uh, to give this team the out that they needed, uh, making the baskets that were critical to securing the W. Uh, the Raps did win the fourth. Whether it was with defense or with offense, it's tough to say. 27 to 18, I don't know how. I mean, Denver wasn't shooting the ball well. Uh, the Raptors, we know they can turn it up defensively. They certainly got a good quarter, winning by nine in the fourth. Um, but all the stars ha- had double digits, which is good to see. Uh, even Jakob Pertl, who was, had a game-high plus 30, uh, had 12 points, 11 rebounds, and he had five assists. Listen to this. Fred Van Vliet, seven assists. Yakum, five assists. Scotty, five. OG, three. And Pascal Siakam, four. That's some good stuff when you get that many assists, uh, 19, 22, 26 assists from your starters. Now, the bench had one assist. Didn't hit a three and had one assist. So that kind of indicates to you how bad that third quarter second and third quarter was from from the bench and that's just we've got to see that change and I don't know how and I don't know when 
but we can't have a bench that only gets 23 points. We just can't. Uh, we're going to lose too many games. If our bench can score 30, this is kind of the, the test. If you don't even watch the game and you go to the box score right away, if our bench scores 30, we got a legitimate shot. And Precious Achua last night, four points, minus 13 in this game. Didn't hit a bucket, but did have four free throws. He's got to find his way. Got to find his way. Will Barton, just one for three, 0 for one from downtown. He hasn't been particularly good. I mean, it's interesting that we didn't sign Jeff Doughton as a full-on uh, Raptor, um, we, we had him as a two way, um, because he's been, he's been playing so good defensively for us and Will Barton hasn't given us much, much more offensively. And he certainly can't guard, uh, you know, really quick guards off the bench like Jeff Doughton can. So uh, it's kind of a head scratcher here. Coloco came up last night. We didn't play him more than a minute, which was garbage time minutes. Um, Again, we said, talked about Chris Boucher. He had a good start, but really had nothing going in the second half. Um, And that's, that is a real difficult thing to get our heads around here. Um, In that Denver game in Denver, um, the bench played actually a really good game, and they were they they've had a couple solid games, but Precious Achua and Will Barton really haven't got going, and Gary Trent has been all over the place. We need that bench to score thirty a night, in all honesty, and, and that's so the starters don't have to play, you know, forty, thirty eight, thirty nine minutes, um, and that is also so we don't have to have such big games from Fred Van Vliet or OJ Ananobi, who had 24 points, but he was 10 of 14, four of eight from downtown. Like talk about major efficiency. In fact, OJ Ananobi and Fred Van Vliet hit all the threes. Pascal also struggling six of 16 from the field, but he was 0 for three from downtown. I mean, we need at least a three from Pascal we need at least a couple dunks from Precious Achua uh, to go along with those free throws. And we need two halves from Gary Trent Jr. Not just nine in the first and two in the second. We need nine in both halves. And if Will Barton can give you, <clears throat> you know, a bucket a half, uh, and including a three, these are some of those little indicators, right? Because uh, everyone else, uh, certainly from the starting lineup they did well um so we'll see we'll see how this plays out but there's a few now kind of numerical indications uh of of whether we're gonna put ourselves in a good position to win and last night we certainly had a great first quarter but after scoring 49 we never scored 30 and a quarter after that um 49 in the first quarter is great and you're up 19 another Indicator, if you have a big quarter like that and you don't have another big offensive quarter for the rest of the game, holding the other team in one quarter under 20 points, which we did last night, 
Denver scored 18 in the fourth. So there's there's a few of these things that we can look at. Um, and certainly we got a few check boxes last night, uh, but we need more. Um, if, you know, if, if they always talk about 90% from the line, 40% from downtown and 50% from the field where well, we were 52% from the field, we were 12 of 30, 40% from downtown and we shot 88%. I mean, we were pretty darn close to that 50, 40, 90, um, that you that is kind of a dominant shooting percentage um, in each category. And, and we almost did that. So we had some good things going last night, but again, those trends of the bench uh, under 30 points, Precious Achua, no field goals, Will Barton one, Gary Trent Jr. one half. Those things have to change for sure. Pascal Siakam did talk about his slumping, uh, his slump, specifically from a shooting perspective. When I watched this game and watched the highlights, Pascal, just like he had before the All-Star break, um, just no juice, no real juice. It looked like his body, specifically his legs, were quite heavy uh, and just didn't have that explosiveness that we're used to him having. He didn't have that bounce um, that I saw him have against New Orleans and Detroit to start off uh, the second or this final stretch after the All-Star game. Um, speaking of games after the All-Star game, you remember Courtney and I talking about 14 games. Can we get 14 games? It looks like the schedule could lean toward us getting 14, which would be a really good number. Uh, right now we're 5-5 five and five after, after the All-Star break. I would have liked to have been 7-3 and three at this point. Now, doesn't mean that we can't win nine more. It would be a difficult task, uh, but that's kind of the goal. If we can hit 14, uh, which puts us um, at 42, uh, I think we certainly secure ourselves in the nine spot to host the first game in that play-in. I'd want more. You know, I want to catch eight because I really want to get be the seven seed at the very least. I don't want to sneak in. I don't want to put ourselves in a must-win first game of the play-in kind of situation. No, let's have momentum going into the play-in. This was a good win uh, tonight, and, and I don't want to take anything from that. Uh, but we do still have a lot of work to do. 33 and 36, you're three games under 500. There's still a lot of work. Um, again, going back to records, we're 21 and 13 now at home. I believe we've won six in a row at home with six of the next seven games at home. That's where we need to really secure some stuff. Uh, if we can win uh, all those home games, all the, our home games in this next stretch are very winnable games. The only big time team we play and the next seven is Milwaukee, and we play them in Milwaukee on a back-to-back, -back, which will be a real struggle. But if we can get these home games, okay, the next game we play at home is on Thursday, tomorrow, and we play uh, the OKC Thunder. If we can beat the Thunder, the Timberwolves, the Pacers, the Pistons, the Wizards, which would be great because they're you know not – far from us. I think they're 
a game back from us in Miami, who's just three games above us. If we can get those last two especially, but Oklahoma City, Minnesota, Indiana, Detroit, Washington, Miami, all winnable games. I'm not saying we're going to win, but those are all winnable games. And if we got them all, we put ourselves in a really good position, especially knowing that uh, our second and third game on the road after this homestand is, is against Charlotte twice. So this is the time. The time is now. We, we, str- we struggled on the road there, one and four. Now we come back home. Let's keep this streak going at home. Keep the momentum going. Finish this season strong. All right, y'all. Hope you had a chance to watch this game, this victory. And uh, hope you have a good day. Sunny skies uh, ahead. Get outside. Enjoy some of that. And we'll catch up to you after OKC. Peace. I think I don't, I don't do dreaming, boy. I'm on your